Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies Podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and today is a... uh, Oh, it's going to be a good one, folks. We are talking the OG Green Lantern turned uh, Yellow Lantern Sinestro. My guest is the always loyal, always awesome, always fun Jesse James, local filmmaker extraordinaire. Um, really, folks, he's uh, he's one of the best, and uh, we've been best friends for like you know twenty years. So it's like, hey, you want to talk about Sinestro, dude? I've been waiting for you to ask me to talk about Sinestro. Well, he didn't say it quite like that, but it was it was similar. Uh, as always, you can find us on. Twitter and Instagram at 4ComicJunkies. On Facebook, we have a 4ComicJunkies page. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, have any comments, concerns, questions, you can reach us at 4ComicJunkies at gmail.com. And as always, folks, remember to wear your mask, I guess? I don't know. Oh, and vote. Election's coming up. A lot of stuff going down. Let's talk Sinestro. All right, so today we're talking Sinestro from Green Lantern. He's the bad guy. <laughs> he's so bad. Oh, he's terrible. Actually, he's not that bad. Well, no, he's pretty bad. Um, he's pretty bad. Yeah. So again, uh, my guest today, uh, Jesse James, who has not been here in a while. Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a kind of a cool setup they have at Cam. I feel, I feel safe here um, with the precautions that they're doing. Although I do feel a little bit like we're like Barry Allen and Henry Allen. <laughs> yeah, I have to look at JJ through a plexiglass window. <laughs> so like in the movie, he's just like, give me your hand. <laughs> um. Yeah, but, you know, it's cool, though. Um, everybody else has been through Zoom, so. Oh, this is your first one back? Well, I mean, like, uh, I've had, I've been here. Oh, just yeah. remote with other people. Yeah. Gotcha. So this is the first time somebody's been in here with me, uh, which is understandable given, uh, you know, the state of the world. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, they are doing a lot here, though, to make sure everyone's safe. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. And I thought the same thing when we went to Tenant, too. Like the oh theater. yeah, Tinseltown. Yeah, it was. They were doing a good job there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a strange time. <laughs> it sure is <laughs> to be alive. Um, and even, but you know, we're still we're still podcasting away, talking today about Sinestro, one of Jesse's favorite characters. Are ever. you doing like a Green Lantern theme right now? Yes. Nice. Yes. Um, but. Um. It's mostly Hal Jordan because that's my expertise. <laughs> oh well, um, he is my favorite Green Lantern. It's true, he's mine too. Um, did you hear they're they're doing they're going ahead with the uh, Green Lantern TV show? I didn't uh, hear. Yeah, it's going to feature Alan Scott, Guy Gardner, uh, Jessica Cruz, and Simon Baz. So that'll be wow. Uh, what network? Uh, HBO Max. Nice. Yeah, they're kind of killing it lately. Yeah, and um, and Sinestro will be in it too. So. <sighs> I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, I mean, that's the it's the kind of show you need like a huge special effects budget. Yeah, there's no other way to do it. 
I, I guess maybe animated, but... Well, I thought that when the movie came out, I was like, the, the mythology, even just the recent mythology that Jeff Johns kind of created was so dense that oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not going to fit in a two-hour, like, a trilogy of movies. Like, I mean, just, just the the Green Lantern core alone, mm-hmm. so many characters. Yeah. And then when you bring in the other colors, right. forget about it. <laughs> um, speaking of the other colors, we're talking the the Yellow Lantern maestro, creator of the Sinestro core, Sinestro man. <laughs> that was too much. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just wasted like 30. The Yellow King. Yellow King. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, so you've told me before that Sinestro was one of your favorite characters. Uh, why don't you get in a little bit into that? Well, uh, I really was not a huge Green Lantern fan at all. And then uh, you kind of got me into it when mm. Jeff Johns took over. So I remember the first few uh, books you got me were like The Rebirth, mm-hmm. Secret Origins. Um, there's one more. No Fear. Yeah, no fear. Yeah, and I just I thought all of that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wasn't really up to date on like the post crisis stuff, so I didn't I didn't really understand that Howell and Barry Allen like weren't in the universe anymore. Right. But yeah. um, the way Jeff Johns brought them both back, I just thought was like amazing. And then I know Sinestro has like a long history with Hal and the Yellow mm-hmm. Lanterns, but um, Jeff Johns's version. I just think was so compelling. And I thought Sinestro is such a great villain. He's so passionate. Mm-hmm. He's so flawed. Um, but he's got that mastermind characteristic that I love in my villains. Yeah, yeah. And I just love the way he played a lot of different uh, factions um, in that later series in like uh, Ridge of the Red Lanterns and Sinestro mm-hmm. Core Wars, all, all the way leading up to Blackest Night, all of that where he you know, kind of had a hand in pitting the core, um, like Hank Henshaw and Mongol and mm-hmm. then all the other colors. I I like I like when characters pull strings. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's great getting into his history and you learn you also learn a lot about Abin Sur through him, uh, which is cool because it's like Abin Sur is a little bit like it, it like the death of uh, Thomas and Martha or like Uncle Ben or something. They're sort of just a device to get the hero going. Right. Um, so it's interesting learning about these characters and getting more of the history. It's like, oh, no, Avin Sir was my friend. Like, yeah, and I me. feel like I think that's the case with so many comics where when they were created way back decades ago, mm-hmm. the origins were kind of these throwaway origins and then decades later, authors are who are looking for new ways to explore the characters. What we, what can we do? Oh, we can go back to the origin and kind of develop, you know, those other characters that were yeah. there at the beginning. And in this case, it works. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's interesting having that type of character with Sinestro that has the history. And when you have a good writer like John's, he, you feel that history coming with him. Um, so when he just kind of treats Hal like like crap the whole time, you, you kind of get why. Well, and also he, like, if if you start with that series like I did, mm-hmm. um, you can really feel in the writing that all these characters know each other and have gone through some stuff together. Yeah. 
And like, cause he hates like Guy Gardner. He hates like all of the lanterns and he has like reasons for them, yeah. for hating them. But um, I didn't know what those were. I didn't know what their past adventures were, but mm-hmm. I, it was totally believable. These connections that all these characters had. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I forget where it was, but I saw, I think it was like a meme or something that was like, shouldn't, so shouldn't we have been concerned when his name was Sin Estro? <laughs> Same with like Atrocitus, you know, it's just like these very evil sounding names. <laughs> well, I, I was doing some further research uh, for this episode and um, it never really occurred to me. I, I guess that's technically his last name. Yeah. He, he has like a one word first name. Uh, Tall Sinestro. Tall Sinestro. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's how it's T-H-A-A-L. So Thal or Tall. Okay. Depending on you know whatever dialect. It yeah. And I thought. You know, a lot of the characters call uh, Hal Jordan, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But some people do call him Hal. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if someone was just like, hey, Thaw, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, it, it, it was it was really great. He's only in Rebirth briefly, and then he kind of disappears. Um, and then when he comes back, it's, you know, he's forming the Sinestro Corps. But aren't... Uh, aren't there flashbacks? Yeah, there's there's flashbacks. Um, to like, and I feel like that was all intentional. Like yeah. they were sh- they were kind of finessing the relationship Hal and Sinestro had way back when they were both Green Lanterns. Yeah, and uh, Secret Origin especially, you know, got got really into that. And it's what was great about Green Lantern Rebirth, and we talked about this in a previous episode, was that it <clears throat> it it's a fairly self contained story, but it's set up everything that came after it um and then when the new 52 started and sinestro became a green lantern again it's just so it, it, it was so it was so bizarre when it happened but it was also such a interesting story it's a, a really cool way to take that into whole new territory with trying to uh, redeem sinestro essentially yeah, and I just read – I didn't get to finish all of them, but I read through a bunch of the issues you gave me of those New 52 episodes, and I'm I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it kind of seems like how can we restart it mm-hmm. but with all these, um, you know, different plot points that we've just established right. in, like, the Blackest Night series. It, it was interesting when, you know, because the New 52 was supposed to be, like, a quote-unquote soft reboot for uh, DC – but I feel like when Jeff Johns was doing Green Lantern, he was just like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think we should all support him in that endeavor. <laughs> um, yeah. There was so much about the New 52 that was not great, but there was there was a lot of great stuff in it. You know, like the Scott Snyder Batman run and uh, like Je- even Jeff Johns, Jim Lee on Justice League. They had, some, they had a lot of cool stuff in there. But I think one of the big highlights was that Green Lantern run where you had this really strange team up with Hal and Sinestro where it's like at this point they've been bitter enemies for a while and now they have to have this unlikely friendship because Sinestro is like well I want to you know I have to stop the Sinestro core from screwing up Corriger and um and it's just it's so funny reading it and Hal's like this is your fault yeah like you did this yeah and it's almost like he can never Sinestro can never just catch a break. It's it's <laughs> like, okay, I built this whole army and I, I trained them to do this one thing and they do it well and now I don't like it and now <laughs> I have to stop them. <laughs> yeah, it, essentially. There's, I mean, his, uh, 
it, it was interesting rereading it uh, recently and like his ego is just like through the roof and it's just it, it kind of makes me laugh because I, I I think we all know people like that that are just like look dude like you screwed this up and you have to take responsibility for it and there's like some gaslighting there like going no I mean I, I didn't do it like, yeah I mean like they, they did it I didn't tell them to do it it's like yeah but you kind of caused this um, it's, it's such a fascinating way to look at it and uh, and I think that's what one of the strengths of Sinestro really is, is just that, you know, unfallible ego. <laughs> yeah. And to add to that, I like, you still kind of root for him in a sense. Like yeah. he's still charismatic. He's competent at getting results through right. terrible, you know, evil means. <laughs> yes. But like, I don't know, at least for me, I, I think he's charismatic and, uh, he's just so passionate about his plan. Yeah. Um, and, and it is interesting that there's, uh, like in Secret Origin, you see the friendship with, with uh, the, the friendship building with Hal and Sinestro, and it makes it kind of tragic thinking later, like, oh, they're going to be enemies. Um, but I like that they had that mutual respect that built into a friendship, and then when Sinestro went too far, you know, Hal was like, I have to stop you, and it's... It's it's such a it's such an interesting dynamic the student becoming the master so to speak. Um, yeah, it, sometimes it felt like he was really trying to empower Hal yeah. to kind of be on his level. Where I, I he's Sinestro is very black and white, but his his white is like yellow, so <laughs> it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's almost as if. He, you know, he treats Hal like a protege, mm-hmm. but then Hal never gives in to those baser, you know, ruling by authority. Right. Which Green Lanterns shouldn't do. Right. It, it's all about, you know, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, like Hal's very much in line with justice, whereas he's, or Sinestro's more authoritarian, I guess mm-hmm. would be the word. And I read... Um, I didn't know this at all, but apparently the way Sinestro got his Green Lantern ring was like an exact copy of what happened with Abin Sur, where an alien came and he was dying and the alien asked for his ring to heal him and Sinestro like kept it and <laughs> didn't let him have it. And uh, What a dick. <laughs> yeah. And like clearly... He's like a, a foil to Hal in that way. Yeah. You know, that was his f- first, you know, his first taste of power and he couldn't say no to it. Yeah. He couldn't have b- been the better person and helped someone in need. So that was just the the start of his long evil journey. Yeah. And I think it's one of those situations. It's almost like the Guardians must have known he was kind of like, it's like, well, he's getting... He's getting results, so it, yeah. So it's okay that he's maybe a, a little off the rails. The Guardians, you can never really, yeah. That you know, are are they on the side of justice? N- never really. They're on like the side of themselves. I think. Yeah, they. I think. Um, or just what they perceive to be justice. Well, it's it's interesting when <clears throat> I had reread the the comics and. And even when I first read them and the Guardians would do something 
and I'm just like yelling at the book going, oh, these guardians are such idiots and they're doing this. And, and I realized how great the story was that I'm not yelling because I don't like the story. I'm so invested in it that I'm screaming at these idiot characters that are just screwing everything up. Um, that's a, and, you know, like I said, that's a sign of a really fantastic story um, and getting um, that into it. And so when Sinestro has these chances to, especially in the New 52, when he had those chances to to rise above his, you know, his usual selfishness, and he doesn't, I'm just sitting there going, oh, Thal, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Thal, yeah, Thal, but at Thal, the same Thal. time, <clears throat> you, you know he's not going to do it. Yeah. It, there, there is that, and it was, uh, it was a little bit like that watching Smallville for all those years. Like Lex had those yeah. chances to be, you know, to be the better man, and and once in a while he did it. But as the years went on, he just, you know, fell further and further from the light. Well, what what I think Smallville did really well is it, it would it would set up situations where Lex could pull through, mm-hmm. but like something would go wrong. Um, I can't even think of an example. It would be like he'd get really close to giving in, mm-hmm. and um, like how or uh, how Clark would confide in him about something, yeah. but then he'd have to leave and go like save someone, and and would leave Lex hanging. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, if he had just stayed and and connected with him, it, he could have maybe brought him back. Yeah, Smallville did that really well. Yeah, um, I think it's uh one of my favorite scenes. In um, in the in, in throughout the, you know Johns's run was um, in the the first part of Rage of the Red Lanterns when they're taking Sinestro to be executed, and Sinestro's like you know you said you had a question for me what was it and and he just dismisses him he's like he's like ah I'll live and Sinestro's like but I won't like what was it um, that's like class one manipulator yeah it's just so it's so um he just knows how to push Hal's buttons yeah and and i think it's because hal also has a huge ego but hal can also step outside of himself for a second and go okay what needs to be done for the greater good whereas like sinestro can't do that he's like what what can be done that how can i manipulate this situation to work for me Mm -hmm. or how can you know what what's what's for my good as opposed to the greater good you know if if that makes any sense or it's like his perception of good which yeah. is everyone falling in line mm-hmm. because if they don't that's how you have things like um crime and and evil like he has he feels he has to be there to like oversee everything the micromanage yeah. about it yeah it's and we've all had that micromanage boss Ugh. yeah <laughs> it's uh it's not fun because that type of situation you're in where you you do nine things right but the 10th thing you do wrong oh they nail you for yeah it's like oh no you screwed that up and now you know now you're in trouble it's like okay but i did all these other things right i i screwed this up i could see that in um like a military setting and i have no military expertise but mm. you know in situations where if you mess up or you don't communicate, someone dies. I could see like that's a setting where it's okay to get on your case. And I guess the the core is technically what you'd call like a military yeah. police force. Well, I mean, it is. Um, uh, well, it is, but also you know, it's it's also life and death. So I think that they 
they have to take they do take everything very seriously there um and it's like okay well you know we have to i don't know how to put it um excuse me um it's like it it, like I said, it's, it's life or death. So we are, if you screw up, somebody dies. Yeah, and Secret Origins does a great job where it kind of paints Sinestro as this really tough drill sergeant mm-hmm. character. And he claims he's doing it to make, you know, make House stronger so that he won't die out in the field. Right. I uh, There's one um, panel that is so great, and it's when... Uh, they're talking about the yellow and how the ring doesn't work mm-hmm. and uh, Hal does something. He like moves something and he's like, I did it. I did it. And the panel is like Sinestro kind of, he's semi like in shadow, like it's very contrasty. And mm-hmm. he, the face he's making is just like, he, he might know he did it and like cannot accept it. Yeah. That he could be stronger than me and move, move yes. the yellow. Yes. And the way it was drawn, hats off to the artist uh yeah i think i think that one that one was ivan reese yeah. and joe prado um i mean they they were like the premier green lantern guys and now they're on superman um with brian michael bendis so and that's really good uh but yeah they that green lantern run and i always say this in like 2009 uh, like 2007 to 9 i always refer to as my golden age of comics you know that's when like batman r.i.p was going on and and Green Lantern was at its height, you know, that was right around Sinestro Corps was happening. And it's just, and I remember just, I have such fond memories looking back on those going, that was the some of the best comics I've ever read in my life. Um, and so like when, you know, starting the podcast and being like, well, let's talk about Sinestro. It's just like, it's it's exciting, you know, I mean, you got into it because of me, but, yeah. but you're still like, yeah, like I want to do that. Oh, I think it's one of the best runs I ever read. Yeah. Um, the, especially the Sinestro Core War, where you really get into Sinestro's mindset, where it's like he's not really. It's like as much as he's like using his core to terrorize people, he's in his mind he's doing it because he wants the Green Lantern Core to be stronger. Yeah, and he sees his core as like expendable. Yeah, which is pretty cold. Yeah, it, it's so it's so interesting when. There is the the bit uh, towards the end when the Guardians uh, have their new laws and they say uh, the first law is lethal force is authorized against the Sinestro oh, Corps. Yeah. And, and Sinestro just has this shit-eating grin on his face and he's just like, yeah. he's like, I win. Yeah. This is what I wanted. And Hal's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. It was so well written where they... I don't know if other runs had the same kind of ring where it was kind of like a computer and it would like talk to the user, Mm -hmm. but you know, all of those uh, like rebirth and secret origins had it. So they established it Mm. and you're like, it's this known thing. And then when you find out the uh, weaponers are making the yellow lantern, Mm -hmm. like the, the stakes are so high because you know, it has that same kind of power. And when it starts sending off the rings Mm -hmm. and I think it goes to uh, Arkillo yeah. When it gets him on like on his planet and you see that it's picking like these ferocious evil things, it's like, oh, they're they're making really good villains. Like there's gonna be a fight between these two groups. Yeah, and and they were all reflective of a different Green Lantern Corps member too. Um, like Arkillo being 
like the evil version of Kilowog. Yeah. You know, just so it's just. And so there's cool. a lot of panels where they fight. Yeah, and it look and it just looks so awesome. And there was a, uh, the sentient virus, uh, Despotillo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forget what the the virus is. The Green Lantern one, where they essentially have the fight. In Guy yeah. Gardner's immune system. <laughs> I really liked the character. He's like, um, he's like a skeleton floating in like fluid, and he would like absorb people. Yes, I don't, I don't remember his name, but it's such a. It was a clever character. Yeah, it's such an interesting visual. Yeah, um, and there is the one character I, again. I don't remember her name, but uh, I remember Jeff Johns describing her as like Reverse Jungle Book, where she's like a little bit like Mowgli, but she because she was like raised on this. On this in this jungle with by these wolves, but instead of being like friendly with all the other animals, they're just you know she like they attacked and and then the wolves were killed by I think a Green Lantern. Uh, so when she got the Green Lantern or the Yellow Lantern ring, uh, she recreated the wolves like that was her pack. Yeah, so those really interesting uh, stories there, um, and then bringing in the Anti Monitor and Cyborg mm-hmm. Superman, Superboy Prime, um, it's just so like. Like that, these heavy hitters of the DC universe, but they all had like very different motivations, mm-hmm. and I think Hank Henshaw's was some of the best. Yeah, where he just wanted to die. Yeah, like, and he was willing to do like massive genocide to get there. That's a what a millennial thing. <laughs> I just want. To, I can't take it anymore. I just want to die. <laughs> I want to die. You understand? <laughs> He's very uh. Me seeks, emo. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, I I think he's kind of emo. Emo. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's understandable. He went through some stuff. Yeah, and now he's he looks just like Superman. And who wouldn't want to look like the most handsome man in the world? Yeah, but he's got the metal and the teeth. <laughs> he's got the one tear that goes down yeah. his face. Doesn't but make that's, any... that's a great panel. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but it's still a cool visual. Um, or it's when. Uh, he does get destroyed. Yes, and the, uh, the mine uh, manhunters and they find him. Find yeah. him and like start putting him back together, and he's just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Very me sakes. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I just want to die. <laughs> Existence is pain, Superman. <laughs> um, that I remember when I was rereading the Sinestro Corps War. One of the things that uh, I remember you saying a lot was one of, your, one of your favorite parts was when their rings run out of power and how Kyle take on Sinestro and it's just this brutal like you know knockdown fight. fight yeah um, it's it's so cool like they don't have their their power and but they have it and Sinestro just looks at them and he says come then the both of you yeah it's oh it's so good. And then they just have this brutal, like, just, we're going to kick the crap out of you fight. Yeah, who who comes out on top of that? How? Because oh, that's course. when you know, that's when they arrest Sinestro. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so, and and again, it's it's written and, and especially drawn so well, where I think you, um, you, you feel their history, you feel that ferocity mm-hmm. in the fight. Um because it's one because it's it was something I didn't expect reading it the first time because it was like oh well they're gonna you know throw, you know have like a giant boxing glove and Sinestro will have a you know a sword and it'll pop it and then it'll do this and it's just like no they're gonna they're gonna 
he takes the Manhunter's skull and he depowers Sinestro's ring. And then it's just like, you know, that kind of, you know, come here, like, let's do yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good moment where it's clear it's not about the power. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's their, just about the... It's their egos just yeah. clashing. Um, and I thought and it's, it's tough, you know, when I... When I think about the the other Green Lanterns, it's like those stories really help me appreciate all the other Green Lanterns because I don't know why, but I never really liked Guy Gardner, even though I never really read much with him. I think the stuff I read about, I was just like, that guy sounds like a jerk. Um, but then like re- reading these books, it was like, okay, he is a jerk, but he's also a good guy. Um, and Kyle and, and, and John being very, um, just very stoic. Yeah, there's one issue where it says, like, what they do uh, to celebrate, and it's like, Hal goes and gets laid, Guy goes and drinks Kilowog under the table, mm-hmm. Kyle locks himself in a in his studio and paints paintings no one has ever seen, mm-hmm. and John says, and I come here, and he goes to that planet that was destroyed. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's it, it's cool to have those different characters react in different ways, um, and they all feel fleshed out. They all feel real. Um, and, and even it's, it's interesting reading it and, and even looking at Sinestro, it's like, I never find him unbelievable. I never think that's too far. Well, that's too much. I mean, well, obviously what he's doing is, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, a little bit like Magneto from the X-Men. It's like, I, I get it. I get why he's doing these things. I don't have to agree with it. But yeah, kind of like Doctor Doom too. Yeah, and like my favorite Doctor Doom stories are the ones where he's like very um, not polite, but but it's like he 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 has like honor. There's some charm to him. Yeah. He when he fights um, the Fantastic Four, if he mm-hmm. gets bested, you know, you know, he'll say like it was a fair fight kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I like that quality in, in a villain. Well, and they have principles, I guess. I'll have to... Because Bendis, before he left Marvel, he had a thing with... Uh, what well, I showed you the Funko, the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, Doom and Iron Man? Yeah, Doom was... It was like Iron Man was presumed dead, so he was trying to become the new Iron Man, trying to, quote-unquote, redeem himself. That was loud. Uh, <laughs> never seen that before. We'll fix that in editing. So do you hear like a clicking? Because I do. Oh, I hear the doorbell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. What would you just do? No, oh. it might be my chair. Go like this. Maybe. <laughs> it's just somebody in the next room going. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, back to Sinestro. Um, I think Sinestro's best arc was through I mean, I mean the whole John's run really uh, and culminated in those New 52 issues where it was like and I sort of because Infamous Iron Man was a little bit like that with Doctor Doom it's like you, you have these villains that have a chance to redeem themselves and and I think that that can be a really interesting story because you, you kind of if, if the light is right here you want to get them that close to it where they're staring at it and all they have to do is just you know take two steps forward and they're there but something just pulls them back yeah you know kind of like what you were saying about about lex yeah about lex yeah where it's like 
he can make the choice even without Clark being there, mm-hmm. but he's still not going to. And and then that's why they hate the hero because they're going to blame the hero. Like, you know, how if you had just listened to me, none of this would have happened. I think, it, yeah, I think in, in Smallville it was when when one of the times that Lex finds out Clark has powers and mm-hmm. he feels like so betrayed by Clark. Like, yeah. why, did, why didn't you trust me enough with this secret? Yeah. And uh, I think it's those middle seasons where he really gets pushed into the the Lex we all know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and shout out to Michael Rosenbaum, who just nailed it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, and and Sinestro is kind of the same way. But Sinestro wasn't. But there, but he's different in the sense that you know he wasn't. He didn't start off an an okay guy with kind of a shitty yeah. Past I don't, or he whatever. he's not a character that goes through a change from like good to evil. Mm-hmm. He is a static character who uh, causes the hero to go through a change because mm-hmm. he won't he won't compromise his terrible values. Yeah, <clears throat> and again, it's um, like I said that that's uh, not necessarily relatable but believable. Mm-hmm. You know, I read that and I I'm just thinking like. Man, like you were, you were that close, man. You could have been the hero, and and the interesting thing is that in his mind, and I think <clears throat> I think it's even said in some of those issues. It's like you know, Sinestro, you could really be the hero, and he's like, I've always been the hero. Yeah, something like that. It's yep. just so so twisted. Um, what a jerk. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about last night? You know, uh, prepping for recording was um, I feel bad for. Mark Strong. I was just thinking about that because he because he, he nailed it. Well, he nailed it in uh, the Green Lantern movie, but I thought he he's a good actor, but he wasn't as compelling in Shazam. Um, like he's a good he's a good villain, but it's like man, you were the highlight of this bad movie, but you. Well, I think it's because you know going into the Green Lantern live action movie mm-hmm. like you know who Sinestro is yeah. and what he becomes and what he's capable of yeah and i think at least mark strong was laying the foundation to bring more really good on-screen performances that mm-hmm. you know we'll probably never get to see uh i think i don't know they just announced Jamie Foxx is going to be Electro again for <laughs> the new Spider-Man okay which is <laughs> but uh it's like just just re just even if it's a different multiverse or whatever, just put Mark Strong back in the Green Lantern show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's like just put him put him in there. Like oh yeah, I mean I don't know if that's like on the table, but yeah, why not? That's absolutely what they bring should him, do. Bring him back. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Uh, I mean, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum, and I said it in another episode where it's like the. I mean, he he was the highlight of that movie. He nailed that character, and and Sinestro being. And that's and that's a cool thing where he's almost more interesting than Hal. Um, I mean, didn't we talk about this movie on an episode? I think a little bit. I I, I thought Mark Strong was great, and also um, the other villain, um, <clears throat> Hector Ham. <clears throat> yeah, Hector Ham, excuse me. I thought he was believable <clears throat> at least. Yeah. I, I think the writing for Hal, like. I, if you've read like Secret Origins mm-hmm. or that, and then you watch that movie, it's like, man, you guys really missed the boat. Well, the the idea, you know, to get on that tangent briefly was like, we want to show how um, being just pigheaded and he and insecure, and it's like, okay, that is who Hal is, but 
the way they should have done it was he does it just by being pig-headed and stubborn and just in people's faces versus the way Ryan Reynolds did it where when the going gets tough, he would just walk away. And they're both and they're they're both believable ways of dealing with insecurity, but you know, the the walking away from stuff, like Hal Jordan doesn't do that. Yeah. Like he pushes harder and it it's it gets him in trouble. Like the scene in Jeff Jones' early run where he like punches the the Air Force general guy who was friends with his dad. Yeah. Um yeah. Like that's totally believable. Yeah. Or Carol Ferris's uh, I think father. it was Carol Ferris's dad, yeah, because he tries to get because like his mom is dying and she's she's like, Oh, they don't mom doesn't want to see you. Yeah, because uh, you went and joined the Air Force. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you know, you weren't supposed to, but you did. And he he's like, instead of just quitting, he's like, I'll get discharged. Yeah. And I don't think he ever actually says it. He just goes to Ferris and punches him. Yeah. And I, th- you know, you as the reader know. Right. But then that's like such a better way to do it. Right. Because it's showing like all this conflict. I don't know. I, I thought the film version was very like a kiddie version of that. Like yeah. It was meant for younger audiences. And then when he's in the plane and um, he has like a PTSD episode of his dad dad. yeah and not to disparage anyone with ptsd but that performance i just it came out of nowhere like he was super cocky and he's shooting these drone ships like an ace and then he's like "Uh, uh, i don't know i i did not believe it no i i didn't either i it it, same thing when when sinestro's like doing that first lesson and he he's fighting him and fighting him and finally he like you know gets Hal on the ground. Hal looks like he's ready to cry. And I'm like, this is not a believable character. No, it's because that's, again, like I was saying, the Hal Jordan we know from the comics, he would have kept fighting. Yeah. He would have gotten angrier and he just would have been fighting really sloppy. And yeah, so, on the fight or flight, he's definitely a fighter. Yeah. And and Sinestro just would have wiped the floor with him, which he should do in those moments. Um, and he's like that in the comics where he just, you know, when they first meet in Secret Origin, just, he kicks the crap out of him. And he's just like, you know, you're the one that's taking over for Avancer. Like, you know, that's, yeah. I can't believe that. And Hal is exactly the fighter in the comic. Like, mm-hmm. um, his first lesson with Kilowog, I think Kilowog, like, beats him up, but then he, like, hits him. Yeah. And then Kilowog is just like, all right, it's on. Yeah. It, it's, it's so, it, it's so interesting and it's so, it's so much more compelling because it's like, this, he needs to have that that lesson in humility and and I think Hal learns from that as pig-headed and stubborn as he is he learns from that whereas Sinestro doesn't like Sinestro is just sort of like if when he loses if if he loses he's like I, I don't get it why did I lose it's you probably know? like well you are you you messed this up you yeah. know it's it's never his fault right like you you got lucky mm-hmm. kind of a thing and it's um, and, and, and I like those, uh, those types of stories and, and Sinestro is a really great character exploring that and exploring the similarities between, um, himself and Hal and, um, and there's the, I think it's in Secret Origin when he says, um, that's what I thought, uh, he's like, you know, it's like, oh, there's a yellow impurity and Hal's like, oh, there's, you know, the ring doesn't work against yellow. He's like, doesn't make any sense. 
Um, and Sinestro kind of laughs and he's like, yeah, I, I thought that too. Mm-hmm. And it's like they start and he starts to realize, okay, maybe you're not so bad. Like you, you like to question authority just like Abin Sur did, just like I do. Um, he's like, and I like that about you, even though technically he doesn't like it about him because he gets yeah. mad when he does do it. And can we just um, gush more about Jeff Jones's brilliant writing and talk about how he took those uh, plot elements from the early comics and mm-hmm. modernized them, like the yellow? Yeah. How it never worked on yellow, and he thought, well, how can I use this, and how could this be part of a greater or a bigger uh, story mm-hmm. and creating the whole spectrum. It, it really, it, it's interesting because it, it, it makes so much sense when you mm-hmm. look at it. Um, and I always thought of Jeff Johns as like the, the well, why didn't anybody think of that before? Like there was something like in, uh, when he brought Barry Allen back, it's like uh, in the future, Reverse Flash is the villain in like the 25th century. So it would make sense that the police would be you know, based off the rogues. So they're the re- reverse flash task force, I think, something like that. And it's like, it's like that's so cool. Yeah. And that makes and sense. And obvious. Yeah. And, but nobody had ever done it before. And same with, you know, it's like, well, if there's Green Lanterns and then Sinestro has a yellow ring, wouldn't it make sense that there's other colors out there? Yeah. And he, the way he revealed it, like, it's a long series and it's several years yeah (laughs) yeah, it took its time but um i i think i remember it correctly where you know you have green lantern cores and then the yellow lantern core was revealed Mm -hmm. and then you had star sapphire and it it possessed carol and it was like a crystal in her head and he kind of uh wrote it as if the the you know the crystal's uh emotion was love and she the person possessed was just all about finding like a mate and it was kind of creepy but like um, praying mantis yeah <laughs> she ends up getting bested and uh retreats back to you know whatever their headquarters is and i i just love the way it's like the one of the last pages and uh the one star sapphire says we'll take a page out of the book of oa mm-hmm. and turns the crystal into a ring yeah and then you're like oh my gosh they're doing more so now you have two long-time established characters mm-hmm. and you're creating these cores for them. Yeah. Because those yellow and uh, pink? Yellow and pink? Violet, yeah. Violet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the the audiences knew them and then I think after that one was red, right? Yes. Um, and that was that was something he created. Right. I don't think that had existed before. So he did all the ones people knew about. Yeah you know wrote them in a way that was part of his new vision mm. and then started adding the other colors and when it got to red it was like a whole nother level because the the red ones were all about rage mm-hmm. and so it, it kind of actually made the yellow lanterns like more tame in comparison right it, it's a uh, and it's based on like the Roy G. Biv mm-hmm. um, and G being in the middle and the further away you are from the middle um like when you're red or when you're violet, you're those are the two extremes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. where the user is like least in control, right? Um, and that's and it does make sense, you know, when when you think about just emotion, you know, your emotions and any emotional chart you might read if you're just it's not even really love as much as it is just obsession, right? I would argue, but um, and I think it's talked about in in the books, 
but it, yeah, it, it's it, a possessive kind of love. Yeah, um, or attachment. Yeah, not, not very healthy. Please don't try to <laughs> snare your love and bite their head off like a praying mantis. Um, unless unless they didn't, you know, do the dishes. <laughs> Yeah, that I forgot about that. That the further away from the spectrum, because the one mm-hmm. end goes blue or uh, indigo. Yeah, because uh, it would be the hope lanterns. Yeah, then the uh, the closest to center is the yellow and the blue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the blue, you know, needs the green lantern. Yeah, yeah. because the other way is yellow, orange, red. Mm-hmm. So fear, greed, rage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just easy to spiral out of control. Yeah. Um, and I like that we got to see how th- throughout the run as the different versions of <laughs> each. Um, and that was really cool. Um, didn't really get to see that with Sinestro, um, which I think is interesting. And I like that in, in Blackest Night, you see when the Black Lanterns look at them, they they, they just see whatever emotion that they are. So, like, the Green Lanterns are all green. Um, and when it's Abin Sur that comes back and attacks them, so it's Abin Sur and his sister, Aaron, who, you know, she and, she and Sinestro had, had an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that there is one panel where you see just a little, like, a sliver of love that of Sinestro looking at, at her. Hmm. But then, like, the next panel, he's all yellow again. It's just, it's so good. Yeah, and I think... Maybe it makes sense that you don't never get to see um, <clears throat> Sinestro with the other rings because he's probably not the kind of character that could handle those other emotions. Yeah, he's he's more or the power rather. He's he's more focused on what he's doing, whereas a normal human, for the most part, uh, or a regular character, I guess, would have varying levels of emotion. Um, Although there was one panel, I think it's right when they show up, he's a little bit red and yellow uh, because, mm. like... Uh, he's mad. Yeah, and it's just, it's so cool. Um, but it's like, and that and the other time I mentioned, it's like kind of the only time you really see him, you know, emote, really. And Well, isn't there a part, because his ring is fear, mm-hmm. and... The when the ring when a yellow ring chooses someone, mm-hmm. it says you have the ability to instill great fear. Yeah, but <clears throat> excuse me, isn't there a, a point somewhere in the series where he's afraid and someone calls him out on it? Um, and it's not like oh, you're not the big tough guy who can instill fear. You you're just afraid. Maybe I'm misremembering that. It sounds familiar. <clears throat> um. Maybe? I have to to reread it again. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) First world problems. Yeah. Uh, What? I mean, we could go on all day about Sinestro being this uh, amazing character. I I mean, I really... I'm glad that they announced him as being part of the the Green Lantern TV show because I kept thinking about it going, you know, it's just... Of of all the characters, he really is one of the most interesting, and and I loved, you know, like you said about Jeff Johns' brilliant writing. It's like um, there were so many characters that like I didn't know that much about, and I fell in love with, like Kilowog, like mm-hmm. such a great character. That it's like it just takes the right writer, the right approach to say, 
well, the, here's our starting point. Like, he's the drill sergeant, mm-hmm. you know, but he's like, he's the tough guy with the heart of gold kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, like, Hal Jordan's just like the cocky bastard. But again, he, but he's a good guy. He has good intentions and he can get over himself when he needs to. Whereas Sinestro, also a cocky bastard, but he's not going to get over himself. He's going to, he's going to be very, uh, uh, just brazen and just like, look, this is the right way. And you can't, you can't change my mind about that. Even when everything blows up in his face, which is what happens in the new 52 issues, Mm -hmm. it it literally all blows up in his face and he's still looking around going, but why did this happen? And (laughs) it's just, come on, man. So, and I feel like we know people like that, you know, in, in our daily lives. We know people that are just so full yeah. of themselves. And you just That's like, the thing. Jeff Johns had to set up these characters with opposing, you know, ideas to make mm-hmm. the conflict. But he did it in such a believable way. Yeah. Like everyone, you just, you believe, you believe who they are. Yeah. And, and it's great to see that even when he became a, a Green Lantern again, it, it didn't really change who he was. He was still going to do things the way he was going to do them. Um, yeah, almost like he was back to using it as a tool. Yeah. The ring. Yeah. And it's just it's so interesting like when he has to take on the Sinestro Corps war. Or, a war? <laughs> this isn't a war. <laughs> this, his own core. It's, it's interesting thinking like, you know, he has to kind of – he's humbled when all the people from Corridor are like, you did this to us. And at one point he's a, he's a little bit like – He's, he kind of admits it. <laughs> He's like, well, I didn't mean for this to happen, but I'll fix it. Um, I didn't not do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very gaslighty, very uh, manipulating, whatever you want to call it. Um, just so – and it just – in reading it, you're just like, man, what a jerk. <laughs> it's so – but – yeah, I mean that one of those first fifty-two uh, issues. He, um, I think it's when he first confronts Hal on Earth, and mm. there's he gives Hal like the fake his ring, but it's like the one he can control, and yeah. like a bridge was collapsing, and a bunch of people were gonna die, and he took the ring away from Hal, and he's like, "You, you have to save them. I have to save them. Give me the ring back." He mm-hmm. saves all of them in like an instant, yeah. and like people are thanking him, and he's like. He's like, you don't understand. This is not what this is about. You should not be a, a costumed hero to these people. Mm-hmm. You should be doing the right thing and saving them. Mm-hmm. You know, just that skewed kind of look at um, the power of the ring. Right. Um, and I... Maybe it's not that skewed. I mean, there's some truth to it. Like, yeah. with the power of the ring, I th- he, sa- he calls him out. He says, you had all this power and you never thought about how to improve the quality of life for people on your planet. Right. And I think there's that's a good argument. There's there's an argument to be made for it for sure. And it, it's interesting, uh, like, all the things that Sinestro knows. Like, something I thought was cool, it's like, you, you know, go dark with the ring. And, and Hal's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's like you don't know anything about this thing. <laughs> and I thought that was so cool that, of course, this thing, another, like, great idea that jeff johns had it's like of course this thing can do like anything yeah it's so cool and but i also like that there's a moment where um when they're in prison uh, on corriger and hal's like 
well, you split your ring in two. Can you do it again and, and split it so give these people some power? And he's like, I know you can do this. It's such a it's such a cool moment when Hal, like, you know, is, like, cheering him on a little bit. Like, dude, Sinestro, you can do this. And Sinestro's just like, Hal, shut up. <laughs> he's like, I got this. <laughs> That's really funny. That's like little brother, big brother. Yeah, yeah. And and they have such a such an interesting relationship that – um, I'm a little bummed that Hal's not going to be in the new show. I mean, maybe he'll be alluded to somewhere <coughs> along the line. Is Sinestro going to start as a Green Lantern? Um, I don't, I don't know because it, the way it was described, you know, like, I mean, it was like just announced. They just hired a showrunner, um, where it's like they, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, you know, um. Uh, it's a decade-spanning story, which I guess explains how Alan Scott will be there because right. Alan was never part of the Green Lantern Corps. He was a totally different type of Green Lantern. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder what they're going to reference or include from you know the rest of the DC universe. Right, yeah. Because they, they intertwine a lot. Yeah, um, and that's what I really liked about Sinestro Corps and Blackest Night, that they um, – they brought it, the whole Justice it, League it, in. It, it was they were forced to, you know, and I thought that that was because I remember when Blackest Night turned into because it was just supposed to be like Sinestro Corps. It was supposed to be in the main Green Lantern titles, and then they ended up making this massive DC event. And at first, I was kind of bummed about that. I was like, yeah, I kind of wish it was just a Green Lantern thing. But then, like looking at it, it was like, yeah, it's pretty great what they bring in. Yeah, they they needed to have that be the way it was. So I was. I was very happy with it at the at the end of the day. It's my favorite Green Lantern or my favorite uh, DC event, actually, Blackest Night. Um, yeah, Sinestro is awesome. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, this has been this has been awesome as always. Um, just our normal, you know, talking, you know, shooting the shit about <laughs> shooting the shit about our favorite uh, Green Lantern characters and DC characters. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely get you back on here pretty soon. Um, yeah, yeah. To anyone listening that was ever been like, eh, I don't know about Green Lantern, give Jeff Johns' stuff a shot, and yeah. you will not be disappointed. I hundred percent agree. Um, that that stuff that I revisit frequently because it's just like I said, I have so many great memories attached to reading those comics. But they're just, but they're also they're so layered. They're so interesting. Mm-hmm. And and a character like Sinestro, like we were saying, it's like. He's doing these bad things, but he's also, but we're kind of still rooting for him a little bit. Like, it's like, yeah, but he's kind of getting the job done. And it's interesting. Um, it's really, really fascinating character. And that's the, those are the best kinds that kind of challenge your way of thinking. You know, like, you know, like we, we talked, we compared him to Magneto a little bit. Um, it's interesting having that story. Like, he's not, he's, I mean, he's bad, but. <laughs> yeah, you just, you need a compelling villain to, to make it. You need something for the hero to fight against. And right. when you make it something well-written, that's believable, who who thinks they're right, yeah. you got a good story. Yeah, totally. Well, folks, this has been a lot of fun. We'll, uh, we'll be seeing you again soon, or you'll be hearing us, hearing from us. Doesn't matter. Anyway, and we'll sign off with, In blackest day, in brightest night, let those who try to stop what's right... Beware my power, Sinestro's might. Might. I did it. Great.